Good morning. Good morning. It's actually morning right now, which is crazy. Yeah, because most of the times whenever we say good morning, it's usually 12, 12 a.m. at night. Mm, it's usually super late at night. Yeah. I think there's something about the energy of saying good morning that's cheerful. I that's like saying true. it. Yeah, I like saying it even when it's not morning. Me too. I feel like saying good morning. I still, I feel like, I don't know, the context of saying good morning and good night is just nice. Oh yeah, saying good night is cute too, but I have no one to say it to, so I'm just gonna say good morning. So, hello. <laughs> um, Long time no talk. I mean, Celia and I talk quite a lot, but I think for the past pretty much the past whole year we put our podcast on a halt yeah that's so true yeah because I think I think we just had other priorities in the moment but I think this is a good time to reconnect because I feel like when you experience a lot of things all at once there's a certain time you need to take everything in and process it Mm, I agree yeah, and I think that's the stage that I'm in right now, where I'm like, oh, I can reflect on a lot of things that happened. Hmm. That's really amazing. That's I feel like it's good to get to that point of like, past that chaos. Yeah. So my name is Julie. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure most of you are gonna be our friends. Mm. But and my name is Celia. Yeah, for Celia's friends. This is truly. <laughs> Do you think our friends would be able to recognize our voices without us introducing? I'm our pretty songs? sure. I think because I have an accent, so I think people can tell. I don't really have an. I feel like, bruh, I was listening to our previous podcast, and it's so obvious. I was like, oh dang, that's why. I I was um looking back through my private stories Mm. on instagram and there was one where i think it was freshman year first day of sections and i think there was a girl named amy chen and the gsi was trying to call out her name to mark her attendance right Mm -hmm. and nobody answered it and everyone looked at me assuming that i would be amy chen and i was like but then when i think think about it that probably like how could that happen because there's so many Asian people at Berkeley. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I don't think I was the only Asian. It was weird, but I think that's funny. Anyways, yeah. You know, so now we're using our actual names for our podcast instead of <laughs> Leah and Jules. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun fact about my name. Oh, yeah, I saw. <laughs> so I was named after Angelina Jolie. And then my parents didn't speak any English, so they just wanted to name me the regular Julie, like J-U-L-I-E. But because they didn't know any English, they spelled it wrong on my birth certificate. So my name is actually spelled a different way. Mm. I won't tell you how it's spelled, but But, um, you can use your imagination. 
But yeah, I remember whenever like I talk about you with like other people, they always like when I text them, right? Mm -hmm. They always text like J U L I E, and I'm like, that is not how you spell it. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so used to like the way you spell it. Like I don't realize. I think the spelling makes a whole personality change. Because when I think about the regular Julie, I'm like, oh, you're a forty year old. House, <laughs> you know. Imagine someone listening. They're like, "My name is J U L I E." Excuse no, me. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. At least, like, you know, I've been called Celia Wheelia. <laughs> what? Wheelia? Yeah, Celia Wheelia. That's a name. No, it's not a name, but like in junior high and elementary school, even in high school, or no, there were no, actually, that was one person. No, there was like a couple of people who would call me Celia Wheelia growing up. Uh-huh. But then in elementary school, there'd be like these group of guys who'd be like, whenever I walked in, they'd be like, Cecilia. So growing up, I was called Cecilia and Celia Wheelia. Nice. Bro, what is up with boys who... Elementary school kids. Oh my god, I was bullied. Not bullied. That's not the right word. I was... People loved teasing me as a kid. I I don't know why. I feel like even now people love teasing you. (laughs) That's not really true. You know, I feel like... I feel like your girlfriends don't really tease you, but I definitely feel like... A lot of the guys that you talk to tease you a lot. I think you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, since we're on the topic of talking about names and people making fun of us for our names. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can just introduce ourselves. So I guess to just say my name again, my name is Celia, not Cecilia or Celia Wheelia. <laughs> my name is Celia. Um, I am a fourth year in uni. I study art history. I, I'm actively working as graphic designer, illustrator slash product designer. I also work part time as a social media manager assistant at my school. Um, yeah, and I'm one of Julie's close friends, which is why we have this <laughs> podcast together. We met in. Even before high school started, like we met summer, summer before freshman year. In health school. class. Yeah, in health class. Because we had to take it over the summer. I think it was better that we took it then because I think health is yeah. one semester. Yeah, because I felt like we were already like our schedule was so packed during the school year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Julie. I'm also a senior at college. Um, I am jobless. <laughs> I'm a full-time student I'm trying to apply to law school but probably not this year next year and I'm also Celia's <laughs> <laughs> closest friends yeah we met for it's been almost eight years that's so crazy yeah. to me I think when we first began doing podcasts we were so young and I felt like we were barely in college and I was like oh how are we giving people advice when we're so inexperienced but now it's I mean now we're still relatively 
yeah experience like we obviously haven't done most of the things in life but it's still interesting how perspectives change it really is like because guys julie once texted me she was like celia you're gonna be closer to 28 than 16 (laughs) (laughs) when you turn 22 and i was like wait oh my god the way i said it too i was like celia i saw this tiktok you know it's like a really famous tiktok song it's like i was yeah it's on it's taylor swift's song Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was 16, but now I'm closer to 28, whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm glad I'm not there yet. Like, I'm still closer to 16. <laughs> and then I turned to Celia. I was like, Celia, I think you're closer to 28. I'm literally shaking my head right now. Like, <laughs> Lord, guys, she's only, like, what, like, nine months younger than me? <laughs> not even a full nine months. She's born early September. <laughs> Yeah, she's not actually closer to 28, but I did my math wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's soon. I feel like in a month. Or two months. Yeah, I mean, it's the end of Oh my November. God, stop. That's so scary. Yeah, it actually really is. It's so fast. You know, I my New Year's resolution for January 1st, 2021 was to have a new year's kiss oh i saw that and i actually got one this year or like i accomplished it oh yeah crazy like oh my god because i always thought new year's resolutions is something that you never accomplish dude i guess manifestation actually works (laughs) or do you think we think about the things that we know is probably going to happen Because, like, I'm never going to think, oh, I'm going to go to the moon. That's true. I I feel like it has to be realistic to a certain extent. Right. How? But also, like, if someone really wants to go to the moon, then, like, they'll really go for it. That's true. Like, if they think. Yeah. No, but even if I really want to go to the moon, I can't. I mean, you've never tried. So do you think we, like, do you think people would try? Is Like, is it that people try for what they want? Or is it that people want what they can try at? I think, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it's like a bow-shaped curve. Yeah. Like if it's like if it's like so attainable, then you don't really want it. But if you have to put some effort, it's like at the peak. But then if it the effort is like like unimaginably tough, then you want it less. Yeah, I feel like it's like picking and choosing your battles, right? Yeah, it's like prioritizing what you want. Yeah. Wait, dude. Your mind is so logical. <laughs> Why? No, I just I just feel like like you would like translate a lot of the things into like really concrete terms. Like really practical. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting. 
I think that's the only difference between our MBTIs, right? Oh, you're an S. Yeah. So we like thinking very like concrete. Yeah. Not very like philosophical or like abstract questions. Yeah. Yeah, nothing about my existence is practical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think everything else is the same for you and me, right? Our personality types. Mm. Wait, no, you're, you're an extrovert for sure. Okay, yeah, but these days I feel like I'm an introvert. Guys, bro, Celia was literally going to meet a new person this morning. <laughs> How are you going to tell me you're <laughs> okay. an introvert? Okay, I guess we can talk about our MBTI. So I'm an ESFP. Yeah. And then what are you? I'm an INFP. Yeah, so, but the thing is, I really think I am an ISFP. I don't think I'm an E. I was talking about this with my boyfriend yesterday. We were on call, and I was like, when I go out, I never understood when people were like, when they're outside with their friends, why would you want to go home? Like, you're outside. I don't get why you think about going home when you're with people that you love, right? But now I'm like, I want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) two hours in i'm like i want to go home i want to be in my room like i don't want to be out right now like i don't know what happened like i'm such like a painful introvert now i still hang out with my close friends and like my energy doesn't drain like i'm meeting up with one of my really good friends on sunday i can stay with her for like six to eight hours long maybe i'll feel tired at the end but like it's still a lot longer than like yesterday where like i was with my friend for like four hours and I was like completely drained it literally took me like five hours for me to recover it's it's hard for me like I still like have fun when it's I I, I'm actually more comfortable in a group setting now yeah I feel like group setting I there's like more leeway but I isn't that what like people stereotypically think what extroverts are like they're loud and they talk to everyone but they don't engage with people personally dude but I don't know what's up though it's like actually kind of upsetting because I loved being an extrovert last year but so hard maybe this is the time for me to like like to be alone (laughs) yeah because I feel like last year I really struggled with that last year I was I was always out like all the time yeah so maybe this year I'm I need to learn how to be alone Wait, I think last year, though, you did, like, you would go on, like, go to places by yourself, though, no? That's true. See, that's the thing, though. Last year, even if I went out, it wasn't always with a friend. I would go out alone, too. What if you're just, like, a homebody, and you just don't want to go out? That's so interesting. Yeah, I don't know what changed. Wait, that's so interesting. Yeah, anyways, long story short, I need to find new hobbies. <laughs> Wait, I speaking of hobbies, I'm going to this candle making workshop. Today? Tomorrow with Sue. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I found this um candle store near Berkeley where they allow you to like make your own. And then but then they also sell this flavor. It do you call Oh, this scent. It's called um, Bunny White. And you know the, the chain? Oh, wait. I think I saw you post about it. 
Yeah, the Chinese white bunny candy, like the super chewy one. That's what it's supposed to smell like. Oh, Yeah, wait, I'm excited to smell it in store. have fun. Wait, that's so exciting. Well, I'm excited to see your photos. You already Wait, know. I'm gonna. I'm <laughs> I going got to. it. Anyways, has there been any changes for you for like introversion, extroversion? I feel like you're going out more this year. Oh, I, I'm definitely going out a lot more. I think it's so interesting because, you know what I think, Celia? I think when you really like someone, you only think about them. And you don't think about doing things by yourself or with your other friends. Or at least that's how I was. Because I think last fall semester, I... I barely went out because most of the times I would rather like call the person I liked or just think about him, marinate in grief. And I I was talking about it with Sue because Sue is one of my best friends at college and we were roommates last year. And then it was so strange because when we lived together we barely hung out like we we obviously talk every day when we see each other but we wouldn't go out a lot I think we went out like like under 10 times the whole semester but then this semester around we pretty much hung out like every week if not twice a week even though we don't live together anymore yeah and I think the only thing that's changed for me was that I think I'm not I like I don't have anyone in my mind anymore. So I'm able to enjoy other things. But I think it's just me. I I'm pretty sure other people can have a good balance. Like socially I I usually I only have the capacity to focus on one person or like a few. Like I You're can making me realize a lot of things. I think I'm the same way. Really? Yeah. Elaborate. I think the reason why I'm like, even though like I naturally want to stay in, but I'm putting so much effort to like go out and meet other people is because I really don't want to be dependent. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. I don't think I'm always going to be this introverted. I think my core is that like, I am extroverted and that I do gain a lot of energy by being with other people, right? I do think it's like just a phase at this moment in time. It's just like this timing of my life. Yeah. But I think even though I'm like in this time of staying inside and just like wanting to be the people close to me, I think it's just, I still make the effort to like constantly go out and like constantly make new people because I don't want to be dependent. That makes sense. I don't think I don't think you have to see it as dependency though. That's what I think. Yeah. Can you elaborate? Cause I think for me I never like for me it's just I have this much capacity and I like I never saw it as me like only talking to one person. I just saw it as like that's like all I can do and I just naturally want to talk to the person that I want to talk to the most so I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing but unless I think the only difference is whether you're able to um, do your own things while like focusing most of your time on one person 
because I think for me, even though I primarily prefer to talk to like only a few people, I don't think about people when I'm on my own. And I, I guess that's how I differentiate like dependency versus just like having a small capacity to socialize is whether like I think about them uncontrollably. I think if I can't stop thinking about them like uncontrollably, then I I would be more scared than if I was okay doing things on my own. So you're saying it's like, wait, I don't get it. So you're saying it's a problem if you constantly think about them or I don't I don't think it's a problem, but I think that like I think that would be more similar to dependency. But I don't even know if dependency is a bad thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, I don't think. Mm. I feel like it's all a process of figuring it out because the thing is, is that I think you and I, like, I don't think we've been, like, super open to friendships up until, like, a couple years ago. Oh, that's true. I think you and I, like, we've always been kind of, like, close off people in general but I think if anything you became more open with friendships than I did because I remember during quarantine you're telling me how like you're getting close to someone but it's making you uncomfortable really I don't even remember that (laughs) you don't remember that you told me that and I was like oh god like that's that's you know like I relate to that but like also I can't relate because I've never been like that close to someone oh like I think I've been close to people my whole entire life but it's always been close with a distance yeah yeah but like it's awkward to close that distance yeah I think sometimes when things get too intimate it's dreading yeah And especially when you can't really have that distance, like in a relationship, you don't have that distance anymore. You're just constantly vulnerable. It's pretty scary. Yeah. It's, I think especially for you and me, I think maybe a lot of people won't be able to relate to this, but like they crave that intimacy. But for us, it's scary. Yeah. I think we look so approachable and we look like we have, we're like open books or don't have our guards up but I think the guard is very very high very high up it's very strong too yeah I think um yeah I can't imagine losing that yeah see it's like see that's the thing though I think it's like a process for us to like figure out like learning to be okay with being dependent being like all these things Mm -hmm. because I think we're people who like constantly try to be good for other people Mm. we're constantly trying to be a good friend to like other people or like good whatever to like other people we're constantly thinking about like what we can do in like a relationship relationship I say relationship not as like romantic relationships but like relationships with people in general right like with anyone yeah I think a lot of us we couldn't control certain things in our life so we always had to think about what we how I can react to the situation but when a relationship becomes mutual it becomes two parties like how can I react but also how can I communicate and where do I set the expectation of like you know 
mm-hmm. how that person responds, like holding them accountable, right? Because that's really important too. That's why it's a mutual relationship because that person is also accountable to a certain extent, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just hard because like we just became very open to friendships. And even friendships, I feel like is still difficult for us. We opened up to like a couple people but that's pretty much it yeah I think growing up there's a sense that people around you are urging to urging you to be independent I think I went through this phase of I was like constantly now that I think about it you could say I was really sensitive to a lot of things um and I think the a lot of the feedback I got was, why stop being so sensitive? You need to grow up and be more independent. And they mm-hmm. said it in a nice way where it's like, once you become more independent, you're not going to care about what people say or you're not going to, these things that hurt you now won't hurt you again anymore. Uh, you won't get hurt. Yeah. And I so think... Scared. Yeah, so I think that urge to be okay on your own and to, like, learn independence is what's, dif- like, what's making it difficult to open up, mm. I think. Yeah, and... I agree. And also, I think as I get older, I realize the reality is that you can't have fulfilling relationships without being willing to get hurt. There has to be a dependency. I'm sorry, like, we're not robots. No one is a robot. No one is completely numb to getting hurt. No one can be completely, truly independent. We are people. Like, people are meant to be social. We're supposed to have other people in our lives. Yeah. I think I think that's the beauty of people, right? Yeah. Relationships. Like, I learned so much just my friendships. Even, like, my friendship with you. I learned that like I can receive so much love and like I can give so much love to an extent that I never thought I would be able to. Yeah. You know? Like there's a lot to learn from people and it's just like obviously it could have gone wrong in so many ways if we were really thinking about it. I think for our friendship specifically like we didn't really think about it. It just happened to be this way. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't really scary. Yeah, I think with some people things come more effortless than with other people mm-hmm. but I was thinking about like this on my own and I think one thing that makes me feel really grateful for being alive is the fact that I feel like I have such a great capacity to care for things and like love things and mm-hmm. I can't imagine like how disappointing it would be if I never loved anyone my entire life but I had so much capacity to love yeah and like not love as in relationship like romantic love but I think loving for anything in general like we have such a big capacity and I think to not have thought that way for someone's entire life is so sad. Mm. Yeah, that's why. And I feel like in a way, preaching for independence to me seems like a barrier against loving someone. 
I actually think it's easier to be independent than dependent. I've been very independent my whole life. It's the easiest thing to do. I just push people away and just deal with things on my own. It's like the least painful process, right? It's actually really easy to be independent, but to be dependent is so scary. Like it's, you're, you're, you have to learn how to take your worth out of it when you're being dependent. I feel like what people are trying to say by saying be independent is to like still know your worth. Like if it doesn't work out when you're dependent on someone, like it doesn't say anything less about you, right? Yeah. But I think I don't like it when people view dependency as like a weakness and like independency as like a strength. Yeah. Like, I, agree. I if anything, I think dependency is a huge strength. Yeah. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of fears. It takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. And like, earlier I was saying how I'm really scared to be dependent, but that's because like I'm like that habit is so ingrained in me, right? Like yeah. growing up with like you have to be independent, right? learning to be dependent on someone it's okay to be really dependent on someone I think I really believe that because the people who are meant to stay are gonna stay literally last year like I went through so much I never thought I would be like crying on the phone that often (laughs) and like ranting so much but the people who like sincerely cared they stayed and the people who like didn't like left and that's more than okay yeah yeah if anything I just developed a stronger bond with the people who stayed because I went through something and like I was vulnerable and I depended on them for something that I never thought I would be able to like I don't know how to describe it but it's like it's like another like it makes me feel so strengthened in our relationship like this person loves me like fully like wholly for who I am as a person like yeah I can be a good person but at the same time I can be a bad person right like I have good and bad in me but the fact that these people are able to accept the messiest parts of me is just it's so empowering like I am able to be loved even for my worst parts and that's like the most empowering the most beautiful feeling ever and I don't think even if you lose that type of love, you f- lose that sense of empowerment because I think you realize that people don't love you or leave you because of your flaws. Like, mm-hmm. I think even if people leave your life, that doesn't mean it's because you're not enough or it's because you have some issues. I think... I think understanding that your flaws are is not like a determinant factor of the people in your life. I agree. I think you said it really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine like are there dependency that's harmful and Mm -hmm. I I could see how that's also when you do it to the extreme where you're so used to being reliant on someone like I could see how that's harmful but I think I think it's more likely that the people we meet in real life 
are more independent than they should be or if i i i think i would generalize to say that most people that i encounter in my life are a lot more independent than they are dependent so i think always holding independence as a value statement is i don't think that's like productive with relationships dependency becomes toxic when you place your worth on someone else like oh i need this person to like feel good about myself i feel like that mm, okay so i'm like thinking of like a specific because julie knows where it's like there was there were a lot of times in my life where people were completely dependent on me Mm. and it was a lot for me like i it was really difficult because i think one the relationship was never mutual it was always how can i help these people it was never like they were in my life i was in their life but they were never in mine. But it never seemed like they wanted to be my friend or like be part of my life. Yeah. It's crazy that people see you as like an approachable person and then the next day like go to you for to trauma dump. It's crazy mm-hmm. that like so many people would do that. Yeah, I think really amazing that people trust me with these things. I appreciate that like people feel comfortable enough to share but I've become so used to drawing that line I'm I need to protect myself in the end yeah and I think it's the thing where there hasn't been any prior connection like I'm having trouble understanding where that vulnerability comes from because to me, it seems like nothing has, there's no marbles in the jar yet. <laughs> like nothing has happened to warrant that level of like spilling your gut out. Yeah. So you guys, we talk about marbles in a jar because I read in a book about how like vulnerability, vulnerability and dependence is a beautiful thing, but it becomes toxic when there's no trust, when there's no like built yeah. trust which is like marbles in a jar like you have to build that trust when people do things you put marbles in that jar so they build that trust right and when people they do things that like you know like maybe hurt you or like betray that trust you take out marbles right so if that marble jar is like filled up to a certain point then it's like dependency becomes a beautiful thing like I used the example of like me and Julie I think we became dependent on each other very naturally Mm-hmm. it was never like here like this is my whole life I'm gonna spill yeah. everything it yeah. was we built we slowly built that trust unintentionally like this marble jar isn't I'm gonna build this marble jar with this person it's just like <laughs> it's what slowly happens like once you once you establish that trust then you're then you like slowly start to open up I think it's like you don't put the marbles in there the marbles appear on their own yeah yeah that's so that's so true julie (laughs) you're on fire today (laughs) yeah i think that's when it becomes toxic is when like someone starts dump like someone starts like just telling you everything when there's no marbles in that jar yeah i think it's also the sense where 
um there is I think okay the way I see myself is I'm naturally a super fearful person it's like fear of like losing control over situations and over myself and I think it's very easy to get into the mindset of oh um I want this relationship to go however I want it to go but then I think genuine relationships or like anything that you care for or involve yourself with it's not a process of you willing it to happen I think those things happen to you and you commit yourself to it I think that mindset is helping me cope not cope because when you think about cope it's like also about control but I think that mindset helps me become more like peaceful it's just there's less stubbornness involved I think that's so true there's only so much that you can control yeah I remember I was telling Julie something which one the reframing which one <laughs> reframing habitually <laughs> yeah <laughs> so even though we like know all of this it's really hard to like take yeah. action even though we know this in our heads and like we know this it's still really hard because habits are really hard to break I think if you're living one way your entire life because Julie and I we've always been very like painfully independent people like we never got close to anyone growing up up until like our early 20s which is very recent we're only 21 I know it was only very recent that we started to be like really open to people and so it's really hard so with like newer people in our lives because the reality is that we are in our 20s and like we are going to meet a lot more people. And the reality is that we're going to have to trust a lot more people, you know? And like, that's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. And so I was like telling her, like, I treat people as if they're already going to hurt me. Like I expect to already get hurt, which is why it's so hard for me to trust. Like, Mm -hmm. even though like that person has like proved countless times, like they're on my team like they're literally there for me like I treat them like they're like my enemy like they're gonna hurt me even though like they like they're they've proved like time and time again that they're on my side even when I'm like trying to like trust someone new I'm like constantly telling myself like oh like I'll be okay alone because like I don't know how long like yeah how this this will last or like how long this person will be in my life like I'm always like setting myself up I'm always like oh yeah like so if this person is gone from my life I'm still gonna be okay like I'm like constantly like oh like no matter what I'll be okay so it doesn't matter what happens for me to think that way like I already created a narrative like I already created that feeling of distrust and like I already created that idea of like I have to survive on my own Like, yeah, it makes it seem like, oh, yeah, I'll be good without this person, like, no matter what. The fact that I'm even thinking about that means, like, I already set up a narrative for, like, my relationship with a person, right? Yeah. I remember, like, Julie was like, oh, like, liking people is, like, drowning. Oh. 
Yeah. And she was like, the more scared you are, the easier it is to lose them. And then I told her is that I was like, the thing is, like, I realize that I don't have to drown. Like, why does liking someone have to be like drowning? <laughs> like, I think that's all I've ever known. Like, liking someone had to be drowning. Like, that's all I knew my entire life. Like, I'm going to get hurt. Like, I have to protect myself from this person. Like, I'm going to drown, right? But like, that doesn't mean that has to be the only narrative that exists. And that isn't the only narrative that exists, right? There are people out there who have like secure relationships. I say relationships, not romantic signs, like relationships with like everyone, every human relationship, right? Like people have secure relationships and that's because they believe in a different narrative, right? And they exist in that narrative, right? Yeah. And so I told her like, oh, I think I have to change the way I habitually think about love and reframe what it means to be in love with someone. Like just because I wasn't loved in the proper way, like growing up doesn't mean that will continue in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Like just because like, like growing up, that's all I've ever known doesn't mean that's the only truth. That mm-hmm. is only my narrow perspective from my experience but that doesn't mean that's everyone's experience. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I have to be more open. Yeah. Like look at things outside of just from my perspective. Yeah. I also think it's like not committing to a narrative, you know, like anything could happen. And I agree. But habits are so hard to break. I realize this is a habit. Like, thinking is a habit, too. Yeah. I think the way we think are so influenced by, like, the pre-existing structures of the world where we see a lot of things as, like, control or, like, things to to manipulate. Not manipulating in that sense, but just things to move around. Yeah. Like, or seeing consequences Mm. but I don't think that's how life has to be you know I think I think humans could be very like spiritual you know it doesn't have to all be about choosing or deciding it's just like you just have to live in it damn do I sound like I'm from a cult (laughs) I mean you know everyone has different beliefs like that's your belief I don't think it has to be from a cult. <laughs> Guys, I'm not. I feel like I feel like both of us are like the least likely people to end up in a cult. Really? I think I'm so likely. Like the committal aspect, like why should I commit to these people? Why Like yeah, it's like why? Like I don't even like I have a hard time like building relationships with the people who should be in my life. That's true. Like, deserve to be in my life, but like why would I let random like groups of people into my life like this? That's so true. I don't think we're the type to commit to people for the sake of like Yeah. Like we need a hard reason. <laughs> It's all good. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything wrong with. Yeah, we definitely find people who are compatible with us. So why do you hesitate to nod? <laughs> I, I know you have. <laughs> Bye though. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. I don't want. To. <laughs>
anyways I guess to like end off do you just kind of want to talk about like New Year's resolutions since oh yeah it's almost yeah. New Year's um I think I now, now that we're like re resuming our podcast I I think I like want to put more effort in it because mm-hmm. I think it's it's incredible how much I forget <laughs> like a lot of the things I talked about in our podcast from last year I don't even remember them yeah me too I was listening to the episode that you posted on your story and I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah it's so even the thought process is so different but I think so, there's something precious about remembering who you used to be hmm. because it's like an art I think I think yeah because the past is still a part of my present it like makes up who I am now yeah so going along with that I also want to um record more videos of me like hanging out with my friends or traveling that's so cute because oh, <laughs> I, I I went to Europe this year a lot and strangely I don't have that many videos like I had my camera with me but I didn't record anything see you know how I recorded our entire London trip yeah it's really cute to look back on really? I watch it time to time and like honestly if it wasn't for those videos I don't think I would have remembered a lot of it yeah so it's like so nice to remember it like I are like- we getting old <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah but it's cute like when we're both 25 oh my god imagine at your wedding uh. <laughs> I that'd be so cute but yeah it's just nice to look back on and also like it gives me strength because personally for me like I look back on my life and a lot has happened I think a lot has happened for the both of us mm-hmm. but I think for me personally I really lost a lot of people in my life, not in a way where, like, I can, you know, like, a lot of people in my life kind of passed away last year, and, like, there was just a lot in my life going on last year, but, like, looking back at those memories makes me feel so thankful for the people in my life, like, I even throughout those times of, like, absolute, like, chaos and, like, so much grief and loss, I still experience such happiness, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. Those are my two. What are? Wait, you that's doing? so cute. I love that. Yeah, we should vlog together. Mm, we should. We should do it when I'm. <gasps> when here. you come to Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. What about you? What are your? I think my New Year's. I think my New Year's resolution last year was to meet a lot of people, and I met way too many people. <laughs> and um, I think this year is to really focus on my close circle, like my loved ones. I think this year is the time for me to just really focus on like my inner circle and to actually build like deeper intimate relationships despite my fear. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in this part in my life where I'm ready to do that. I don't think I need any more like acquaintances or like, you know, like mm-hmm. friends that we're not that close and we're not that compatible I think this year is really the time for me to build those intimate relationships 
and to really just go for it you know mm. like I think there's that I think my second one is to um, maybe do the things that make me happy without fear yeah I think doing the things that I like and the doing things that make me happy without fear like just really going for it mm. yeah I think next year is gonna be exciting I think so too I it's gonna be really odd our first year out of school wait is this okay to say we might be roommates yeah oh my god guys yeah we actually oh my god isn't that gonna be so crazy yeah fingers crossed we'll see I think that'd be really fun because I really do want to like live with you for at least a year I feel like your 20s is the only time you can live with your friends that's true. I think my dream is to live with all my friends. Mm. Like, I, yeah. You know how people joke about retiring in the same retirement home? <laughs> <laughs> That's my dream. That's a good dream. Yeah. Anyways, good talk today. Yeah. Stay tuned for the next one. Yes. Bye. Bye, guys.